from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We hope this finds you well, however may, you may be uh, gathering us in today, whether it be on your mobile device, via the free iTunes broadcast, or uh, through the New Orleans Saints app, or on your desktop, perhaps, at NewOrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com. And again, we thank you for joining us, and today we come to you from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Sean Kelly, and we are on the road with the New Orleans Pelicans, and tomorrow night in Jacksonville, the Pelicans will wrap up their three-game road trip and hit preseason game number three when they take on the Orlando Magic. Boy, interesting day in sports yesterday. Certainly uh, busy on the baseball diamond, and congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers as uh, they move on to the NLCS, and we've got a couple of decisive game fives coming up in the division series in football. Certainly Saints fans are happy today to see the Atlanta Falcons go down last night on Monday Night Football, and now the Saints are firmly in control of the NFC South through five weeks of the NFL season. And, of course, another Pelicans win last night as they took down the Dallas Mavericks 94-92 to at the uh, AAC over in Dallas, Texas. So lots to uh, talk about today. Certainly on this show, we're going to touch upon the NFL and invite Chuck Cooperstein into the program. He'll make his first appearance on the Black and Blue Report. Chuck is a national play-by-play voice for the Westwood One coverage of the NFL. He's also tied into the Dallas Mavericks, so we'll get his perspective on not only the NFL, but, of course, the Southwest Division in the NBA. The Tigers were winners over the past weekend, so we want to make sure that we check in with LSU, and we'll do so with Scott Rabelais of The Advocate, and also have our first visit in some time with Ryan Anderson, as uh, Anderson played prominently last night in the Pelicans' win over the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, certainly we'll be looking for more from Ryan as he kind of gets his legs back underneath him and he gets back into preseason action tomorrow night against his old team, the Orlando Magic. Let's turn our attention uh, here in this first segment kind of to last night's uh, win for the Pelicans. They're now 2-0 in the preseason. And uh, certainly uh, another fine performance by Anthony Davis. We'll get to that in just a moment. But here is head coach Monty Williams with his overall thoughts on last night's two-point win. In the first half, I thought we allowed them to just run their offense. It was almost like they were in practice. And even though they didn't shoot a good percentage because of their turnovers, we just didn't allow them to feel us. In the second half, I thought our defense was a, a little bit better but they turned the ball over 28 times. And so that you should win a game when a team does that. But I was happy with the effort. Obviously, after two games, there's a number of things that I think we can improve on, and um, we will. So much like game one, Coach has plenty to digest with regard to the game film, and will practice with his team today, and they'll talk more about what they can improve upon as they head into preseason game number three. Williams also talked about Davis's impact so far in the preseason. Davis last night had 25 points, and so now through two preseason games, Davis has 46 points. 
And Coach commented last night on AD's improvement thus far. I think he's not worried about making mistakes. He's um, attacking when he needs to. And he's worked on his game. And that, that gives you a level of confidence like not, none other. And you know, when you work as hard as he did this summer, you'll find yourself on the floor and things may be a bit easier than it was the year before. And I think he's stronger. Now, certainly he's going to have to deal with scouting report. You know, people are going to try to figure him out. He's got to be able to make his adjustments. Of course, what a difference a year makes for Davis. Just a year ago at this time, he was a fresh-faced, young, bright-eyed rookie. And now a year later is uh, becoming a fearsome force in the NBA. Even Davis last night talked about how things have progressed for him now over the past year. I'm just more aggressive. I'm just trying to be more aggressive. You know, coaches are running a lot of plays for me. You know, um, trying to just improve, you know, get better as a player. And um, jump shot isn't falling right now, so I'm not selling for it. You know, I'm trying to attack the uh, basket and uh, get to the free throw line. And a year definitely makes a difference. You know, um, growing a lot, matured a lot, and you know, I'm just trying to show it off on the floor. And Davis last night wasn't the only one who had a standout performance. Certainly a large part of the win was due to the play of Anderson off the bench. He had 12 points in his first action. And Brian Roberts' first action of the preseason saw him score 17 points and lead the Pelicans to a win down the stretch. Here again, Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. It always looks good when guys are knocking down shots. And I thought Brian gave us some leadership out there from the point guard spot, especially down the stretch. His ability in pick and roll to get to the basket or just score uh, when he's coming off and knocking down his jump shot. And Ryan, more than a shooter, I thought he, in the first half, he made a couple of ugly baskets down in the paint. And um, that kind of steadied the ship a little bit. But we're going to need all those guys to play well for us in that second unit. So all in all, it was kind of a sloppy game with the Mavericks last night, and uh, there were ups and downs for the Pelicans, but in the end, their winners, 94-92, to improve the 2-0 on the preseason, and up next, as we mentioned, the Orlando Magic tomorrow night here in Jacksonville, Florida. All right, stay tuned. Good guests coming up for you here on the Black and Blue Report this Tuesday, and we'll get that list started with Ryan Anderson after these messages. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes. And ask, how can you be a part of the action or center court? For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, the Black and Blue Report continues from Jacksonville, Florida this morning. Last night, game two of the uh, Pelicans preseason opening road trip, and the guy to my right here, Ryan Anderson, got his first run of the preseason. And uh, Coach liked a few things that you did last night, not just hitting down shots, but kind of getting aggressive in the paint. How did you feel about your first run last night? Um, obviously, you got to uh, get warmed up. you got to um, get back into it. Um, you know, I missed the first game. And, um, you know, I think that it was a – it was a, a just a – obviously, I had to just get out there and just feel it out. And, um, you know, the first half was a bit of a, of a feel-out time for me. And then the second half, I just got my legs under me and – um, felt real comfortable out there, and um, you know, once you get out on the court, it just feels like second nature. You, it, you know, um, you kind of block out all the distractions and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm just really glad we got the win, though. One thing I've learned about being around you and many other players over the years is that as many times as you all have workouts and pickup games, and everything else, nothing really can truly simulate that that true NBA game speed, can it? Oh, not at all. I mean, you know, throughout training camp, we've been working so much on defense because we want to instill that in the guys, really just um, show these guys how much we need to work to win games. Um, and it's been showing in our defense, I think. We have a, lot, a long way to improve, but, uh, you know, we haven't played a lot. <laughs> so we've been working so much defensively. Um, you know, we've been getting shots and stuff, but but as far as getting up and down, you know, we this is where we've done a majority of it, and um, you know, we're already playing really well together. We have great uh, connection between between the group, and and uh, it's it's really the start of something exciting. What excites you most about this new mix of guys, though, Ryan? I just think um, everybody's the same. Everybody has the same mentality. Um, Everybody really wants to win, and everybody wants to make it about the team. We don't have selfish guys in this in this group, which is incredibly rare. And and not only that, but we have good guys too. Um, I think that you know we all have, have really gotten along well uh, in this short amount of time. But um, you know, I think that that's what makes a great team. You know, when when guys are unselfish and guys are willing to work hard and, and sacrifice for each other and pick each other up, and um, that's a start of something really good. Tomorrow night in Jacksonville, we'll play the first of, you ready for this, four preseason games in non-NBA cities. For you guys as players, do you like that? Is it, is it a nice change-up in the month of October? Um, I'm moving into a new place, so, uh, you know, I'd like to be home and, and uh, you know, uh, be home in, in New Orleans, you know. But obviously getting prepared and getting used to playing on the road is good for these new guys and, and good for even the veteran guys that are new to this team. Because, um, you know, obviously different teams prepare differently on the road. And, and um, you know, Coach has done a good job of, of uh, showing how we practice on the road, uh, kind of our, our rhythm and our routine to get guys prepared for the road games. And, and um, you know, I, I think games are always easier, easier played at home. So to be able to, 
to uh, come out and play a bunch on the road. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be really helpful for us. But I I would love to get back to New Orleans ASAP. I, I truly understand that. As a matter of fact, one of my earliest memories of you was the night where you killed the Hornets in a preseason game. And you ready for this? Wichita, Kansas. Do you oh, remember wow. that night? Yeah. Okay. So what's can you can you think of what the strangest place you played a preseason game in is? Oh, uh, Hidalgo, Texas. I think it was Hidalgo. Wow. Um, I have no idea where that is. Um, but, uh, yeah, we played out there preseason against Houston uh, a few years back. And that was pretty interesting. We stayed in a, a fabulous uh, four-star embassy suites. <laughs> and it, it, uh, <laughs> it uh, <laughs> no, it, uh, I love embassy suites, though, free breakfast and everything. But anyways, they, uh, it, it was just an interesting trip. Yeah, it was a good trip, though. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Nice job last night. Good to have you back, and uh, we'll look forward to the rest of your preseason, and we'll wish you all the best on your moving adventure in New Orleans this month as well. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You bet. Ryan Anderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report, and we'll have more from Jacksonville after this. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and bring the fun and excitement of the NBA to your next birthday party, wedding, or corporate events. The Pelicans dance team, mascot, drum lines, dunk team, and inflatable games are available throughout the year to entertain you. To get more information on how you can bring one of our entertainment teams to your event, visit pelicans.com today. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Part of the show is uh, picking the brains of those who know more than me, which is not a hard find these days. But uh, Chuck Cooperstein joins us here in Dallas. And uh, not only is Chuck the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, but also one of the voices that you hear calling the NFL for I make sure I get this right. Westwood One, right there, Chuck. That's who we are this week. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> sometimes I get confused. You've got Dial Global out there and Westwood One, which probably is the same thing as of last night. But 
it's hard to tell. Nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad you were able to stop by because I'm anxious to hear your thoughts, maybe on the NFL first. Five weeks in, what's jumped out at you so far around the league? Well, obviously, the uh, you know the Broncos' offense is incredible, uh, and having done two of their games in the last two weeks, uh, it's more fun in person than it is on TV, if if it, if that's possible. Um, you know, I just don't know, though, if they're going to win the Super Bowl. I just you can't be that bad on defense. And I know they're without Champ Bailey and they're without Von Miller, and you figure those two get back and and they'll be better, but how much better? Uh, you know. Uh, the league is set up so that you don't have to have the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears to win the Super Bowl anymore. But you've got to be able to be okay. And they are not okay. And, you know, they, their time is about to come. I mean, look, you know, they play Jacksonville next week, and they're a 28-point favorite. But after that, they got Indianapolis. Indianapolis is playing great, just beat Seattle yesterday, come from behind. You know, they've, they've got uh, – uh, New England later in the year. They've got obviously two games with Kansas City in November that are going to be gigantic. So, you know, let's, as uh, Dennis Green once said, let's not crown them yeah. just yet. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite lines of all time, that's for sure. You know, you called this past weekend at Denver Dallas game, and what was that, the fourth highest scoring game in NFL history? Yeah. It, did you, as you were getting ready for that game, could you have envisioned that much offense or maybe better yet, that little defense? Well, you know, I thought the game was going to be competitive, if only because, you know, the Cowboys are so hot and cold that as badly as they played in San Diego that they, they were not going to get embarrassed. I, I thought they were going to, you know, keep the game interesting and then have what happened to uh, every other team that Denver plays. You know, middle of the third quarter, Denver just puts it into fifth gear and nobody's able to catch them. But when, they, when the Cowboys smacked them across the face with 14 straight points to begin the game, you're like, oh, okay, you know, something's on here. But then the Broncos score 35 of the next 41 points, and you're thinking, okay, you know, order has been restored here. And then, you know, they hit the big one to Williams, and, and on we go, and the game's really on. And, you know, uh, Bob Ganey, who used to be the, uh, the coach and general manager of the Dallas Stars Hockey Club, always used to say to, say to me, that, you know, he was a big defensive-oriented guy, but he always say, you know, Sometimes you just have to play the game that's out there that night. And that's what that game was. That game was a matter you can't kick field goals. you got to score touchdowns. And really, the team that has the ball last is going to win. Well, ultimately, yes, that's the way it worked out because Romo threw the interception with two and a half minutes to go. The Giants are 0-5, uh, and they look terrible. But there are other teams that are sub-500 that I still believe can make a push here. It's still very early. Is there any team in that that group that's been slow out of the gate that you think will make noise later on? Well, it looks like the 49ers have kind of gotten their act back together here the last two weeks. Even though Kaepernick barely threw the ball last night, that's not their identity. You know, what he did against Green Bay in the opening week, that's not who the 49ers are. You know, the 49ers want to line up and just beat the ever-living daylights out of you. And that's what they've done the last two weeks to the Rams and Texans. And, you know, they get the Cardinals this week, and the Cardinals – Defense is excellent, excellent. And, you know, great secondary and dynamite linebackers and you know, getting Daryl Washington back. So I'm really interested to see that. But I, I really like San Francisco's team, and I, just, I like old-school football like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Uh, you know, in, in the AFC, I know, you know Cincinnati won yesterday in the, in the rain. They should be better than they are. You look at their talent, and they, have, they are correctly proportioned. 
for every position. You know, their cornerbacks are the correct size. Their receivers are the correct size. They've got a big offensive line. They're physical on the defensive line. That team should be better than they are, and maybe that win against the Patriots kind of gets them going in the right direction. The golden age of quarterbacks. I read that the other day. They said this is the golden age for quarterbacks. I'm not ready to quite subscribe to that, but you can't deny what Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and some others have done. But yet, we see Josh Freeman end up in Minnesota this week, and there are some other little dumpster fires brewing around the well, league. How about the Raiders? So, how about the Raiders? Yeah. Matt Flynn? You know, that's what a I mess. Can't buy a break. <laughs> So what do you take of it? What do you make of it? Is this just the cycle that we're going to make our way through here? No, I, I think there are some great quarterbacks playing right now that, that I think could play in any era. Uh, the, the fact, though, that the game is so different, it's so offensive-oriented, the defenses can't, and the secondary you know, linebackers, uh, corners, safeties, can't touch receivers after five yards. You know, to me, it, it makes what Dan Marino did in 1984 among the most stunning accomplishments in sports, let alone football. I mean, it took, you know, Namath went for 4,000 yards in, in 67 with the Jets. It took 17 years for Marino to get to 5,084, and then it took another 25 years with all the rules changes for somebody to get to 5,000 yards until when Drew Brees did yep. that. So, uh, you know... I mean, maybe it's just my good old days syndrome, yeah. but, you know, give me Elway, give me Kelly, give me Aikman, you know, give, give me Marino, give me that, that era of quarterback. You know, even if you want to go farther back to Bradshaw and Namath and, the, and those guys, uh, you know, to me, that was the golden era of football. You know, it, it, I used to say when, uh, when Steve Spurrier was coaching Florida mm -hmm. and their receivers would get just incredibly open. How are they getting so open? Well, you know, you're watching all these teams play, and you know, the Broncos, the Saints are like this yeah. too. How are these guys so open? Well, they're so open because they can't be touched. And so it's, you know, you hate to compare errors, but you know, I think that the quarterbacks of, of 25 years ago, 20 years ago, probably had greater challenges. This is an hour long, if not hours long <laughs> debate. Chuck Cooperstein, one of the voices for the NFL and Westwood One with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Also the voice of the Dallas Mavericks. So before I let you go, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Mavericks coming off of a 41-41 and 41 season. Man, Chuck, a lot of new faces for the Mavericks. I know they haven't played a game yet, but what's your take on what Dallas has in store for us this year? You know, there were a lot of disappointed people in July when Dwight Howard wound up in Houston as opposed to Dallas, and Dallas was one of the five teams that had a chance to visit with him. But I think they made a really nice recovery. And, and, and I did say that last year, too, when they made the moves with Collison and Mayo and, and bringing guys in on one-year deals and trying to clear out the room. But, you know, you look at this team. This team starts from a higher level. This team is a more experienced team. Uh, and there are several things that really hurt the Mavericks last year beyond the obvious of Dirk being hurt and once he came back needing probably another two weeks before he was really healthy. Number one, you know, the point guard play was just abysmal, okay? You know, they literally, they could not throw the ball into the post. Uh, the Mavericks last year allowed more opponents' points off turnovers per turnover than any team in the NBA, okay? Really? Sacramento, Phoenix, I mean, choose your bad team. Yeah. They were not as bad as the Mavericks wow. were. And the Mavericks won 41 games. Yep. So now you bring in a guy like Calderon, okay, who never turns it over. And all of a sudden, that's three or four extra possessions that let's assume that Dirk gets a couple of shots out of those. 
the league is competitive enough that that's the difference between winning and losing. You're right. So, so that's one thing. The other thing that they and Rick Carlisle has harped on this, you know, all summer long, and now the camp has started. They've just got to play better defense without fouling. Only the Raptors last year fouled more and allowed more free throws than the Mavericks did. So, you know, you allow four fewer free throws a game. You know, you grab one more rebound per game, which hopefully Samuel Dallenberry will be able to give them. You know, you, so you do those things. You, know, you allow one fewer three-pointer, because the Mavericks were in the 20s in allowing three-pointers last year. You, you do those things. It's not like you've got to make this quantum leap, but just that little tweak and then having the big boy around, hopefully for 70, 75 games, and all of a sudden this team looks like a 50-win team and a playoff team, and then who knows what happens after that. Game of inches in football, not much different in basketball. Not much different no, at all. Really <laughs> Good to see you. Good, Good stuff. To see you, Sean. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Chuck Cooperstein with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More on today's program when we come back. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The hippest senior dance team in the NBA, the Crescent City Classics, presented by People's Health, are ready to show you their moves and teach you a fun routine to perform at a Pelicans home game. The Crescent City Classics dance clinics in the month of November are for Pelicans fans over the age of 50, and each participant receives six total hours of dance instruction, a t-shirt, and a ticket to a Pelicans home game. Space is limited. For more info and pricing, visit pelicans.com today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. You can always email the show, of course. Our email inbox is radio at pelicans.com. And we'll certainly welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions for future guests here on the Black and Blue Report. Sean Kelly here with you from Jacksonville, Florida this morning, where the Pelicans are getting set to take on the Orlando Magic tomorrow night in their third preseason game of the season. Good news for the LSU Tigers and their fans. After the loss to Georgia, the Tigers bounce back and put a whooping on Mississippi State. And we'd like to check in with the Tigers now. And back in Studio B this morning, our own Daniel Salerson caught up with Scott Rabelais of The Advocate, who is on the Daily Beat of the LSU Tigers. 
All right, thanks, Sean. Scott, uh, LSU off to a little bit of a slow start against Mississippi State. It took a touchdown late in the half to take the lead, and then they took off in the second half. What was it about that second half that LSU really got it going? Uh, they just finally started making some stops on defense. The offense continued to um, <laughs> continue to be very potent. Uh, Mississippi State got uh, worn down, I think, by uh, LSU's offense. They made a couple of key plays. Uh, they had an interception return to the five, and they scored two touchdowns in the first minute of the fourth quarter and just kind of broke, broke it open from there. So uh, it kind of broke Mississippi State's spirit, and LSU gained some confidence and started playing better on defense. Only gave up three points in the second half, so it, they're, they're searching for positives with the LSU offense, defense, and I think that, that's certainly one they can try to hang their hat on. Menberger threw for over 300 yards. He won SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Is it safe to say that Menberger's getting better and better each week? You know, you can certainly see uh, he made a lot of improvement from last season to this and, and probably has improved each week, certainly. He's he's gained confidence. He, he looks very comfortable back there in the pocket. He's certainly benefited a lot from his experience last year being a starter and, and more so uh, from working with new offensive coordinator Cam Cameron. Cam's worked on some of his mechanics, and, and they, they, they're together a lot. You know, they, Zach only has... Uh, being a senior, he only has uh, to take uh, one co course <laughs> this semester, so he spends a lot of time on his own uh, record in the LSU football complex studying game plans and that sort of thing. He's become much more of a student of the game as well and, and really has, has worked a lot on, on, on himself and, and has taken well to, to the coaching. But, it, but he had some physical tools to work with. He's six foot five. He's got a strong arm. Uh, doesn't not much of not much of a runner, but uh, he, but he's got improved his pocket awareness and everything, and uh, made himself into uh, you know he's he's improving his draft stock and, and certainly made himself into uh, at least a fringe at this point you got to say a fringe Heisman Trophy candidate. I was just about to ask you about the Heisman Trophy rumblings in Baton Rouge, talking about him potentially being a Heisman candidate. Is it safe to say he's gaining some votes from uh, national writers? You know, I think he's definitely on the radar. You, you know, I vote on the Heisman. You get to, you get three, three picks. So it's not like you get to pick five or ten guys or something like that, like, like some other awards. So you get, you get three, and, and he'd have to continue to play well. But this is a chance this week on a national, a nationally televised game on CBS uh, against Florida, the top-ranked defense in the SEC, uh, one of the top defenses in the country. If he can continue to play well, Mississippi State didn't have a bad defense coming in either. I mean, LSU shredded them. But they're giving up just over 300 yards a game. They were number two, number three in the SEC in a lot of defensive categories. If he can have a, a great game this week, I think a lot of people definitely have to take notice. Uh, he's, he's definitely a big dark horse right now. And I asked him, "How does Zach Heisenberger sound?" He said, "That doesn't sound too good." <laughs> I need. He said, "I need. To, I need my teammates to help me." And he's not. He's not a one-man band, and that's true. But but he's definitely the catalyst for this offense. I think that has a nice ring to it, actually. <laughs> um, speaking of Florida's defense, only letting up 12 points per game, fourth in the nation, but also they really haven't played. They've played technically a ranked team in Miami, but not a lot of competition before that. Is this defense for real for Florida, or is this something that they really haven't had a tough opponent yet? Yeah, certainly Miami is the, the toughest team they've played so far. Yeah, they're coming off a 30-10 win at home over Arkansas, but Arkansas is maybe a little improved still still trying to get back to where it was and i don't think we'll wind up with with a winning record so but they they are a good defense they lost their best defender uh dominic easley a defensive tackle uh to a season-ending uh, knee injury a, a few weeks back and they've continued to do well uh their secondary is going to be the best that lsu's played so far guys like uh, vernon hargraves uh back there uh and uh cody riggs and 
Marcus May, um, Jalen Watkins, Marcus Roberson. They've got some. They've got some talented players back there, and and definitely going to give LSU a test. I mean, they they lead the SEC in all the categories. They've done all they can do is play the teams they've played and, and on their schedule, never get up more than 17 points. That said. I think the fact that LSU is playing them at home gives LSU a big edge and can can try to help uh, you know, spur that offense on a little more. And, you know, the most they've given up is 17 points to Tennessee. Uh, the Florida has. I think LSU can can probably top that a, a little bit. And if they do, you know, Florida's offense, I think, even though LSU's defense has not been great, I think Florida's offense will be will have a hard time keeping up. But it's not going to be a 44-41 game like we saw between right. LSU and Georgia. We're talking with Scott Rabelais from the Advocate covering LSU football. And Scott. Uh, some of the keys for you, I guess, for LSU against Florida on Saturday afternoon. Well, you know, they, they, they'll uh, they'll have a hard time establishing the run, uh, so they, they're going to have to throw the ball and can make those third-down conversions. And this is one of those strength-against-strength matchups. LSU leads the SEC in third-down conversions, and Florida is like third in the country, and Florida leads the SEC in the second in the country in, in third-down conversion defense. So it's whoever imposes their will more. Uh, LSU's got to, you know, have good pass protection. Try to spring Jeremy Hill and the LSU running backs for some some, some big games when they can get it. I don't, I don't think they're going to run consistently at Florida, but uh, I didn't think they run consistently at South Carolina last year, and they were able to win, win that game. So uh, patience too is going to be important in the fact that you know they they are not going to be able to. Just, I mean, this is an offense that has scored. Um, 100 points in his last two games. And they're not going to be able to do that uh, with, uh, with with consistency against Florida. You know, sometimes uh, you know, realizing a punt is the better part of valor, and not uh, not trying to force things, not commit turnovers, because that could be that could be the difference in a game like this. A, a defense like Florida, they're looking to, to force turnovers and, and and put you in a bad down and distance situations. And that's what LSU can't do, especially to their their defense, which will give up some points and yards as well. Uh, what's the latest on Jarvis Landry? And if he doesn't play, how much does that impact LSU on Saturday? Well, uh, Les Miles and Zach Mettenberger both said yesterday he's going to play, but uh, Jarvis was definitely was seen uh, leaving the the LSU complex with the walking boot and on crutches. Um, he was in a walking boot after the game as well. Played played just about the whole game. Came out uh, came out uh, late in the first half. But came back and played in the second half. Uh, it definitely would be a blow for LSU. I mean, he he and uh, teaming him with Odell Beckham uh, is uh, quite a potent one-two punch. One of the best in the country in terms of a one-two combination of wide receivers. But if you take him away, obviously that, that allows Florida's excellent defensive secondary to focus on Odell Beckham. So then someone else has got to step up. That means Traven Doral. That means uh, Kadron Boone, who's who's caught you know caught two touchdown passes at Georgia. That, that means throwing more passes to the, to the running backs, uh, which they're very willing to do. You know, throwing to Jeremy Hill and even throwing to the fullbacks, J.C. Copeland and, and Connor Neighbors. So I think uh, Terrence McGee could could be factor more than that. You know, he was a receiver last year. They they moved him back to running back. Of course, he is. He's had a couple of hundred yard rushing games as well for LSU so far this season. So uh, they'll be able to fill the gaps, but you can't quite adequately replace a guy like. Jarvis Landry, if he can't play, I think he's going to try to play. I think you know, he doesn't need to practice <laughs> this week. He's certainly <laughs> proven himself, but I think he'll try to play. But how effective he is is uh, going to be a big question. That's Scott Rabelais from the Advocate covering LSU. LSU taking on number seventeen Florida Saturday at two thirty on CBS. Scott, thanks for the time. Anytime, my pleasure. Sean, back to you in Jacksonville. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Coming up next, we'll wrap up today's program from Jacksonville. The Black and Blue Report continues after this timeout.
Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Taking flight with your New Orleans Pelicans is fun for fans of all ages. Pelicans fans 13 and under are invited to join the Junior Pelicans Kids Club presented by Laser Tag and Games. Free membership includes special ticket offers and more. Plus, for just $35, upgrade to an all-star membership to get extra benefits that include Pelicans gear and invitations to exclusive events. All-star memberships make great gifts, so visit pelicans.com for more info and to sign up for the best kids club in the NBA. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Good show today. Certainly want to thank uh, Scott Rabelais from The Advocate for checking in and Daniel Salerson's interview with Scott. Also, Ryan Anderson and Chuck Cooperstein, our guests today on this Black and Blue Report coming your way from the road. Our uh, mobile studio today in Jacksonville, Florida. It's been an enjoyable road trip so far for the Pelicans as they're 2-0 on the young preseason. And a win last night over the Mavericks, 94-92. to As a matter of fact, let's let you listen in to a couple of the highlights from last night's win for the Pelicans preseason style on the road. Looking, looking, 5-4, pass to Davis, right of the key, drives, pass Brandon right to the rim, lays it up and in. One second left, inbound to Nowitzki, and that'll do it for the first half. So fittingly, it's Davis who scores at the end of the period. And leads all scores through two with 17 points. Cleared out ahead to Roberts. Brian with the left-hand bounce. Feeds Rivers. Angle left. About the four-minute mark now. Skip pass right side. Anderson for three. Pow, right in the kisser. Anderson drops in his first three-pointer of the preseason. He has nine to lead the Pelicans bench scores. And we're tied again at 57-all. Roberts, top of the arc. 12 to shoot. Guarded by McConnell. Thomas out the screen. Roberts drives, freezes, shoots along two. Buries it right of the key. Brian Roberts shining here in his preseason debut. He has 16 points. And with that, we'll wrap it up from Jacksonville today where the Pelicans will practice. The Saints are off today, and they're back at it tomorrow as they start prepping for the New England Patriots. 
and we'll be set to get you another edition of the Black and Blue Report from Jacksonville tomorrow and set the stage also for the Pelicans game against the Magic tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Reports, or you can follow me as well at Sean Kelly Live. For all involved with today's program, we say thank you very much, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. This is Sean Kelly in Jacksonville, Florida, saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.